Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, 30 Hertz of Taiwan. I'm your host Gordon, and today the theme of our podcast is Chinese pop music. As we all know, Chinese pop music, or its abbreviation, C-pop, is a loosely defined musical genre by the artists that are originating from Greater China region, whereas China mainland, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Macau. For today's episode, we had decided to explain Taiwan Chinese pop music because there is a diverse evolution in Taiwan C-pop from different perspectives such as styles and form since year of 1919 until 2020. In today's podcast, we will discuss Taiwan Chinese pop music from different perspectives, and we have also invited some guests to discuss with us today. So they are Joanne Yap, a lecturer from National Taiwan University. Dan Zhuxuan, who is a music producer. Hello. Lim Xinhui, a music composer from Taiwan. Hello. Eugene Wong, a journalist that focuses on entertainment news. Hi. And Lok Han Leong, singer from Taiwan. Hi, everyone. So welcome to our podcast, and it's our pleasure to have you for today's podcast. Thanks for coming. So without wasting any time, let us start right now. As a beginning, we would like to hear some opinion from Joanne Yao. Since you are an experienced lecturer for teaching the Bachelor of Music Performance in National Taiwan University, so would you like to share with us more about the history of Taiwan Chinese pop music? Yeah, sure. So the history of Taiwan music originally from the Taiwanese opera 歌仔戏 before the development of Taiwan's pop music. After that, the earliest examples of the Taiwanese pop songs were sung in Hokkien language by Teresa Ting, Teng Lijun, and written by Teng Yixian, Teng Yixian, who is the father of Taiwanese songs during the period of Japanese colonization during the sixties. Oh, by the way, Gordon, do you know who Teresa Ting, Teng Lijun is? Uh, wait, is that the one who sang? <coughs> 甜蜜蜜，你笑得甜蜜蜜。Oh wow, you are right. These songs' compositions were properly reflected in the sadness of being colonized after the World War Two. Then, in the seventies, campus folk songs rose, and romantic love movies struck the entirety of Taiwan. Singers such as Qi Yu, Qi Yu. Bao Meisheng, Bao Meisheng, and Wang Monglin, Wang Monglin, etc., were the well-known folk singers. And during the eighties, the local record labels stepped up, and a great variety of music flourished. And in this generation, the Japanese-style idol groups wave had influenced the Taiwan music industry. There is one example. Of Taiwan idol group come out. So, does any one of you would like to guess what group is it? Excuse me, is it the Little Tigers 小虎队 Yeah, you are right. They became famous in Taiwan, which created a whole new idol mania. However, prosperously. 
from the 90s, the rise of Chinese radio broadcasting, the Taiwanese television dramas, and the development of Golden Melody Awards brought Taiwan indigenous music to the international stage. In this same period, powerful and creative indie music was rising and attracted the attention of young listeners. In the first decade of 2000s, the energy of Taiwan popular music could be felt more acutely in clubs, concerts, tours, and music festivals. By the 2010s, Taiwan seems to have cultivated vibrant networks such as KKBOX, Spotify, and YouTube, etc., that supported every kind of local and global music communities until recent years. So, this is all for the history of Taiwan music. Okay, I see. Thanks, Joanne, for explaining the history of Taiwan Chinese pop music with us. Thank you. So now, let us proceed to the part of evolution of Taiwan Chinese pop music in 1990 to 2020. In this part, we had invited two guests, who is Lim Xinhui and also Tan Zixuan. So, both of you, who would like to start first? Maybe I can start first? Okay, sure. Thanks, Gordon. Thanks for inviting us. I love music so much, so let me share something about the evolution of Taiwan Chinese pop music. Stepping out of the 80s, where the most of the greatest hits were in Hokkien, in 90s, many new and different genres could be seen in Taiwan Chinese pop music. It has contributed a lot to the music industry on the international stage. In the late 90s, Tracy Su, Su Huilun, and Yuki Xu, Xu Huayu brought in a dance music mania. Meanwhile, the creative indie music was rising. This can be proven by many singers caught the attention of the young generation at that time by singing this kind of music genres. For example, indie rock music by Chang Chenyue, Zhang Zhenyue, and idol male group The Little Tigers, Xiao Hu Dui, indie pop style music. The introduction of the Golden Melody Awards in 1990 also made a great impact towards the industry as artists were given an honor for their hard work and talent. True, I agree with it. Hmm, stepping into a new millennium, more singers and new genres were introduced as compared to the slow and romantic tempo in the 90s. Taiwanese music in the early 2000s became upbeat and sang mostly about love. This is because of the rising popularity of Taiwanese drama, where the most popular songs back then were soundtracks from well-known romance drama. For example, the OST of Drama Meteor Garden Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Harlem Yu, Yu Chengxing. The rise of Taiwanese dramas, many significant singers made their debut during this period and took Taiwanese music industry to a whole new level. Some of the singers that are still famous these days, for example, Fish Leong, Liang Jingru, Jay Chao, Zhou Jielun, SHE, and etc. Especially Jay Chao, who debuted in the year of 2000, he's one of the representatives of Taiwan Chinese pop music and he's famous with his wide range of musical styles in his work as well as his composing and singing skills. Okay, Zixuan, so other than this, do you have anything else you want to share with us? 
Mm, I think I've shared so many things already. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who knows something about the evolution, so why not Garden? you just call out someone else to share the rest of part about the evolution of Taiwan Chinese pop music? What do you think? Okay, sure. Since Zhishan had already said so, so why don't us listen some opinion from Xinhui. Hi, Xinhui. Hi, Gordon. Thank you for inviting me here today. Wow, Zhishan's sharing was great, by the way. I'm a little pressured right now, to be honest. Um, okay, so what would you like to ask me, Gordon? Okay, so I would like to ask that, how do you think about the evolution of Taiwan Chinese pop music in these few 10 years based on your observation? So, later, in the mid-20s, uh, more and more Taiwanese dramas were released, and Taiwanese pop music soon built up a storm on the international stage. More artists are becoming more well-known, and they often star in dramas and perform the OST too, which led to the Taiwanese idol craze back then. Most of the songs were about love and relationships, and most were upbeat and romantic at the same time. Mm, and then following the introduction of dramas such as It Started With A Kiss, A Zhi Zhiwen, Fated To Love You, Ming Zong Zhu Ding Wa Ni, and Meteor Garden, uh, Liu Xing Hua Yuan. Ah, F4. I know, they're my first husband ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our husband back then. The most famous songs back then were usually soundtracks from these dramas because of this. Some examples include Adorations of Happiness, Kuala Tongbai by Wilbur Pan, uh, Pan Weibo, and Angela Chan, Zhang Xiaohan, and Silence, Anjing by Jay Chow, Zhou Jielun, and more. After that, in the late 2000s, genres such as rock, hip-hop, and dance pop could be seen in most Taiwanese music. Due to the introduction of these genres, many boy bands, including Lollipop, Bang Bang Tang, Fahrenheit, Feilunhai, and Magic Power, Mohan Li Liang made their debut into the music scene and stole the hearts of girl fans all over the world. After that, entering the 21st century, new music genres such as R&B, punk, indie, rap, and more were introduced. This extended the Taiwanese music industry as more artists were able to explore and produce their own different styles of music. Yes, I know, right? There are various types of music have appeared in these few 10 years. Yes, it seems like you notice it too. There are many singers that represent these new genres. Jay Sean is one of them, and he is an R&B and soul music singer who became famous in 2015. Other representatives of rap are MJ116, Wan Tong, and MC Hotdog, Rego. Although K-pop has taken its rise in the world these few years, Mandopop still has its feet planted firmly on the music industry with their quality music and unique expression of their words. Okay, I guess that's it for me. Uh, you can take the floor now, Gordon. Okay, thank you for Zhishan's and Xinhui's sharing. It is really interesting. So now I would like to get some opinion from Eugene. Hi, Eugene. Hi guys! Hi Gordon! Okay Eugene, since you are an experienced journalist that focuses on writing entertainment news, uh, so who do you think that can represent the Taiwan Chinese pop music? 
For me, I think that the most important musician in Taiwan pop music is Jay Chou. I don't think there is anyone here that does not know him, right? Wow, why do you think so? Seriously, Seriously? you don't know you him? You don't know him? What? Calm down, calm down. I know Jay Chou, okay? So just take it easy, huh? So Eugene, you may continue with your sharing. Okay. Cause Jay Chou is a Taiwanese singer, songwriter, rapper, record producer, etc. He has done many positions and is omnipotent. His sales volume of the album has reached million. For example, Waiting for You, Rice Field, Tornado, Cowboy On. One of the highest click rate song, Love Confessions, has reached 226 million. 亲爱的, Is this song right, Eugene? Yeah, his songs become very popular music just as fast as lightning and become an Asian superstar. Okay, I see. So other than Jay Chow, is there any other singers that can represent Taiwan Chinese pop music? Um, to the next, I think are SHE and Wang Lihong. There are how many people idol from childhood until now? SHE, a Taiwanese singer girls group which are Selena, Hebe, and Ella, a few times in handling World Tour concert. Their debut work, the album sold out about 160,000 copies in Taiwan and about 750,000 copies in Asia. Wow, such a huge number, yeah? Yeah, it's huge popularity until now I still listen to, such as Don't Wanna Grow Up. Think out how many adult ideas, the Chinese superstar, irreplaceable, not yet lovers. The song let me relax when I'm in tight and heal me when I'm in sad. Besides, it's also a very comprehensive singer, Wang Li Hong. A pop singer, musician, record producer, composer, songwriter, etc. Regarded by the world as a king of popular music on the continent. He has sung out a lot of music about love story, such as Forever Love, Big City Small Love, You Are a Song Within My Heart, That I Love Is You. One of the I Need Deng Yu Ai discover the touch of the ordinary with a sad to her. Easy and audience acceptable, giving people a very simple, pure musical feeling. Don't be afraid to change, be brave to do yourself, to change yourself. That it's why they still pop until today, I think. They bring a sense of age in 1990 to the pop of 2020. Yeah, I think that is enough for me. Thank you, Gordon. And guys, listen to me. Thank you, Eugene, for your sharing. And you're welcome. It's our pleasure too to listen to you. Okay, so after understanding the evolution of Taiwan C-pop and knowing the famous singer that can represent Taiwan C-pop, now I would like to invite one of the most popular singers in Taiwan music, who is Lok Han Leong. Hi Han Leong. Yo Gordon. Han Leong, since you have seen Taiwan C-pop for a few years, so what are the interesting personalities of Taiwan Chinese pop music that you think can attract the youngsters or the audience to listen to it? I think that Taiwan Chinese pop music has gone for a long way from 60s onward. In 60s to 90s, Taiwan has been defined as one of the four Asian tigers. From north to south, the order is Korea, Taiwan China, Hong Kong China, and the last one is Singapore. In that particular duration, the music of Taiwan is hot in Asia. 
This situation had grown deepening well, especially after the rise of Zhou Jilun, widely known as Jie Chao. He had brought Taiwan Chinese pop music to a bigger stage, which is the worldwide. I would say Taiwan Chinese pop music was a trend since the rise of Taiwanese trendy opera. At that time, the status of the Taiwan Chinese pop music is like K-pop nowadays. For example, Mitteo Garden. This is one of the dramas that equal than the Korean drama Descendants of the Sun. It can be seen that the strength of Taiwan Chinese pop music could not be underestimated. Well, since there are so many interesting personalities in Taiwan Chinese pop music, so does Taiwan Chinese pop music have created any interesting milestone in the past few years, Hanel? Yeah, it does. In the past, society would define the talent of a singer by the sales of the albums. Since now is an era of the internet, the sales of the album are unable to prove the talent of a singer. However, we can still get to know about the ability of a singer through the Golden Melody Awards. Golden Melody Awards is Taiwan equivalent of the Grammy Award which published it in 1990. It is a government effort to reward the outstanding achievement of a singer. Other than that, we can also know that the talent of a singer via the views on YouTube, Spotify, Sogo Music, and so on. For example, A Little Happiness, Xiao Xingyun, which was presented by Hebe Tian, is the first Taiwanese Chinese pop music that hit 100 million views on YouTube. Wow, I feel like I was in heaven just now. I was really enjoying while listening to all of you singing. I think audience think that so, so this is an extra bonus for the audience that stay until now. Okay, so after listening to the amazing voice just now, let's come back to our sharing. So, hello, can you continue your sharing with us? Okay. Other than that, Love Confession, Gabai Shishou, by Ji Chao. How have you been? Ni hao bu hao? What's wrong? Zemala and the chaos after you, Ruguo Yi Zhi Hou, which are presented by Eric Chow, these songs had over 100 million views on YouTube. From these cases, we can see that popularity of Taiwan Chinese pop music has still had its influence. Furthermore, the sales of the concert tickets are one of the ways to prove the milestone of Taiwanese Chinese pop music. Wait, let me guess. Um, are you going to talk about Jolin? Wow, how do you know that? Hey, come on dude, I've been there at a concert and until now I still can remember I've spent a lot of time waiting in front of the computer just for getting the ticket. Cool. Let's talk about Jolin Tsai. She had a concert named Ugly Beauty World Tour and the ticket started to sell on 11-28-12 October 2019. 66,000 of the tickets sold out in 3 minutes. These are the milestones that Taiwan Chinese pop music has achieved. Thanks Han Leung for your sharing. So okay, as a conclusion, I hope that our audience will be able to know more about Taiwan Chinese pop music after today's podcast because I have realized that nowadays most of the teenagers have spent more time on listening to music from TikTok compared to Taiwan Chinese pop music. Joanne, do you think so? Yeah, I totally agree with it. Yeah, I know right? So, at the same time, we also hope that Taiwanese pop music can be more accessible and enjoyable to a wider audience so that its musical works can be widely known in Malaysia. I think this is what our guests hope so, right? Of course, Gordon, and that's the reason why we are here. Yeah, I agree with Hannah. Yeah, I agree too. 
Okay, so I hope that our wish can come true in the future. So, by having that, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks for listening, and wish you to have a nice day. Bye. Bye.